What's up, everybody? We're here to go over UFC 299, uh, Sean O'Malley versus Chito Vera 2. Um, real quick, as far as the results for last week go, man, lost a little bit of money. Um, I did have two uh, two underdog plays that hit. I had, a, I had a play on Luis Rodriguez at plus 110. That was a quarter unit play. That one hit. I had a play on Jesus Aguilar. That was a quarter unit play. It was a plus 115. That one hit. Uh, but my big play on the card, Moreno and Yeragui Parlay. Um, that was a one unit play that one didn't hit. And then I had a Zell Huber, uh, Yair Rodriguez parlay that didn't hit, but it was just, that was a small one. That was a small quarter unit play. And I made a little bit of my money back with the live betting, man. I was doing really well. I picked every fight on the card, right? All the way up until the co-main event and the main event. So, I mean, I had like a 10 fight parlay that I could have cashed out early, but I was, you know, Moreno was one of my more confident picks on the card. So. Um, I would thought for sure that that parlay was going to cash, man. It would have been a 10 fight parlay, um, would have cashed for several thousand dollars probably. And, uh, should have, should have took the money and, and cashed it out. And I didn't. So I ended up losing out. It was only a $50 parlay and it would have cashed for like three or $4,000. So it's too bad, man. I missed out on that. But, um, this is the uh, third attempt of me doing this video, man. I tried to do it yesterday and my soundboard was messed up. Sound like I was talking to a tin can for an hour. And then I tried to do it on my lunch break today at work, and uh, that went terribly. Um, so hopefully I can get it done this time. And uh, I just don't have a lot of time, man. I wish I could. I wish I had more time, you know, in in my life to do more things for my channel, man. But I, I uh, unfortunately, I don't have that time yet. And since I since I'm not really making anything off doing the videos, I can't really step away from my job to really invest myself more into the YouTube channel yet. So um, make money betting on fights, but YouTube. Uh, I've yet to get paid from YouTube, man. But whenever I do, it'll be a big deal for me. So, uh, but yeah, man, please like and subscribe, guys. It would help me out a lot. Uh, thank you to all the new subscribers. I've been picking up quite a few here lately. Um, I really appreciate all you guys, and, and thank you for caring what I have to say. Um, if you're new to the channel, what I do is I go through and give out my picks for each of the fights, and then I give out my bets at the end of the card. Um, and if you are not interested in, in watching my videos, you just want to see my picks and my bets, you can go to my social medias. Um, high kick underscore fight picks is Instagram and TikTok, and then there's a Facebook group, High Kick Fight Picks on Facebook. Uh, I'll post the link in the comments, um, and feel free to post all your bets, anything MMA related that you want to post in that group. Please post it on there. I want to see everybody's stuff. I want to hear what everybody thinks. Um, want to see everybody win money. So, uh, but yeah, man, let's uh, let's get into this card for the third time. <laughs> uh, first up, we got Felipe Lenz taking on Ian Kutalaba. Uh, Lenz is 38 years old. He is 6'2 with a 78-inch reach. He is 17 and 5 and 3 and 2 in the UFC. Um, couldn't find the odds for this fight yet, but uh, I'm uh, I'm willing to bet that the first time this fight was supposed to happen, I think Lenz was an underdog. I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Lenz has nine wins by knockout, four wins by submission. Uh, this guy was a champion in the PFL, won the million dollars, went three and three in Bellator before that, and uh, now he's in the UFC, man. And he came into the UFC and was fighting at heavyweight, and he lost his first two fights. Um, but since, since he's dropped down to light heavyweight, he's looked a lot better. Um, yeah, this fight was supposed to happen a long time ago, like I said, uh, and, and it was canceled. Lenz, Lenz just beat Maxim Grisham, uh, before this fight was supposed to happen the first time. And, uh, Maxim Grisham's a very tough guy, man. And Lenz fought real smart. He controlled Maxim up against the cage and, and that, that's kind of what he's going to want to do in this fight, man. At least in the first round of this fight, because Kutalaba has notoriously bad cardio at times. And, uh, and Kutalab also sticks his head in guillotines a lot whenever he's shooting takedowns. So uh, look for Lenz to, to try and take advantage of that. Uh, Lenz has heavy hands, man. Goes to the body a lot with his strikes to set up his head shots. Um, he's going to have a three-inch reach advantage in this fight. And uh, if he survives the early onslaught from Kutalaba, I think he wins this fight, man. He's the better striker. Um, fast hands. I think he's going to have a major speed advantage here because he throws the cleaner, straighter shots. Um, last time this fight was supposed to happen, I think Lenz was an underdog, like I said. And I, I'm hoping that that's the case again. I had a play on him the first time, and I, I wouldn't mind putting a play on him again. But uh, I haven't been able to do it yet because the odds aren't up on anything for this fight yet. So, um, but yeah, man, I think I think you know Lenz has a good shot at, at at catching Kutalaba, you know, rushing in with those big shots, fighting real wild, or also maybe he could uh, just weather the storm and and put him out later in the fight. Um, 
Lynn shows 46% striking accuracy with 45% striking defense, uh, 36% takedown accuracy with 100% takedown defense. That's a key key number right there that's going to come into play in this fight probably. Um, Lynn's averages 1.55 takedowns per 15 minutes and lands and absorbs about the same amount of strikes at 3.59 and 3.73. Um, he's taken on Eno Kutalaba. He is 30 years old. He's 6'1 with a 75-inch reach. He is 17-9-1 and 6-8-1 in the UFC. And uh, he's been finished a lot in the UFC, man. Before his last fight, uh, where he beat Tanner Bozer, um, he got finished three times in a row. And uh, he's only lost by decision once in the UFC, and his record is 6-8. and eight, So he's been finished seven times in the UFC. Um, he sticks his head in, in chokes a lot. You know, he's been caught with that three or four times in the UFC. Um, you know, he usually blows his load in the first round. You know, I mean, he... He's exciting as hell to watch. You know, he has a lot of fans because of that. He is, you know, I mean, even even I'm kind of a fan of his just because of his fighting style and how intense he is and everything. He's got a Greco-Roman wrestling background, has big power, but, you know, not really the best striking. I mean, big power, but but kind of just likes to brawl and just throw wild shots, you know, wide crazy hooks at, at full force, you know, trying to get guys out of there. Um Lynn says, uh, Lynn's never been taken down in the UFC. So, I mean, I don't I don't think that, Kutalaba is going to be able to get the takedowns in this fight. Uh, Kutalaba shows 43% striking accuracy with 48% striking defense, uh, 59% takedown accuracy with 77% takedown defense, and he averages uh, 4.75 takedowns per 15 minutes, and he lands 4.63 strikes per minute on average while absorbing 3.29. And uh, and he has an average fight time of 7 minutes and 10 seconds. Um, I'm taking Lens to win this fight, um, possibly... I'm going with a late, you know, maybe round, late round two, round three TKO. But uh, also, I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up getting a submission, a Dar's choke or arm, you know, arm triangle, something like that. Next up, we got Joanne Wood taking on uh, Marina Moroz. And Joanne Wood is 38 years old. She's 5'6 with a 65 and a half inch reach. She is 16 and 8 and 8 and 8 in the UFC. She's a plus 145 underdog. Uh, she has five wins by knockout and one win by submission. She's never been knocked out, but has been submitted five times. Uh, so submission defense and awareness may be one of the weaker parts of her game. Uh, she's coming off a split decision win over Luana Carolina, which was, it was a close fight. It could have gone either way. Um, other than that, she had just lost three in a row. Uh, but I'll give her this, man. She's fought, you know, almost everyone. Uh, you know, these two fought back in uh, 2015, I think. And Moreau's won by submission. Um, all the people that have beat Joanne Wood, you know, recently have been at the top of the division, Alexa Grasso, uh, Lauren Murphy. Um, who else was it? Uh, Talia Santos. So no shame in those losses really, man. And I mean, I think a lot of us were kind of thinking she might retire if she lost her last fight and luckily she won it. So she's still here, but, um, you know, people have been thinking that she's getting kind of close to the end, but, um, her striking is pretty good. She throws good front kicks, good basics with her boxing, good elbows and dirty boxing in the clinch. Um, she's good at getting on the inside of taller, longer fighters. You know, she was doing that to Carolina in her last fight. Um, she lands at a high clip in her fights. We saw her land in nice shots in between Carolina's wide looping shots. Um, she's a very decorated Muay Thai fighter before MMA. And, and you can kind of tell the way she fights that striking is her, you know, her base, you know, um, I'm a fan of hers. I've said this before a bunch of times, but I always find myself rooting for the Scottish fighters just cause my can my family came from over there back in the day, like 200 years ago or however long ago it was. And uh, there's not a lot of Scottish fighters in the UFC, so I always kind of find myself rooting for them. But uh, uh, Wood shows 51% striking accuracy and 52% striking defense, uh, 55% takedown accuracy with 59% takedown defense. And she averages 1.57 takedowns per 15 minutes. Uh, she lands on average 6.93 strikes per minute while absorbing 4.72. And uh, she may be the better striker in this fight. She has nice setups with her punches. Um, she's good at catching kicks and countering that. Um, and, uh, it's going to be fun to see how they match up, man. She's taking on Marina Moroz. She is, uh, she is 32 years old. She is five, seven with a 67 inch reach. She is 11 and five and six and five in the UFC. And she's a minus 165 favorite. Uh, one win by knockout, six wins by submission. She's only been finished once and it was by submission in her last fight. Um, by Kareem Silva, and uh, I had a big play on Kareem Silva, man, in that fight, and she's one of my new favorite fighters, and I had all kinds of people telling me I was wrong, Moreau's beat Silva before, this and that, and and Kareem went out and took care of business relatively easily, and uh, 
So maybe Moroz isn't as tough as everybody thought, or Kareem Silva's a lot better than everybody thought. Um, but yeah, man, Moroz has a win over Myra Bueno, uh, Myra Bueno Silva. Sorry. Um, and, and other than that, not, not much in terms of like really tough competition, like wins on a record. I do like, um, what's her name? Uh, Agripova was her first name. Uh, Myra, is it Miria? Myra, Myra Agapova. Either way, y'all know who I'm talking about. Um, I like her. I like her fighting style. I think she's really tough on the feet, but her takedown defense is terrible. So Moroz was obviously able to take advantage of that. Um, and, uh, yeah, man. So Moroz. You know, she has nice boxing, good head movement, goes to the body a lot with her punches uh, to set up her head strikes. Um, she's faster, has more power on her shots than Wood does. Um, throws a lot more volume. She throws longer combinations. You know, Wood throws one, two at a time from the outside, while uh, Moreau's kind of tends to throw three or four punch combinations. Um, I think the obvious smart move for Moreau's here, the easy avenue to, to get the victory, would be to go look for the takedowns and look for a submission. Um, you know, Joanne Wood is a credentialed striker, but also Moroz was actually a boxing coach for the uh, Ukrainian, uh, Ukrainian Olympic women's team. So, I mean, I don't know if that's something she still does, but, um, you know, I always kind of thought of her more as a grappler, you know, until I found that out. Um, she has more submission wins than knockouts on her record, which is pretty surprising considering she was, comes from a boxing background. Um, she has good takedown defense. She's going to have a one and a half inch reach advantage. She's younger. Um, she shows 32% striking accuracy with 53% striking defense, uh, which means she misses a lot, man. So, <laughs> uh, she does throw a lot of shots and everything and it, it sounds good, but then you realize she's not landing all of them. Um, she shows 22% takedown accuracy with 45% takedown defense, which doesn't really support my idea of her taking wood down. Um, but I do think she might be able to, um, she lands on average 4.15 strikes per minute while absorbing 4.42. And uh, I'm going to pick Moroz to win this fight. Um, if she doesn't look for takedowns, she may get picked apart on the feet. Um, but uh, I think Moroz is going to win this fight by decision. Next up, we got Robelis to Spain taking on Josh Parisian. And uh, Despain is 35 years old. He is 6'7 with an 87-inch reach. Guy's huge. 4-0, uh, and and this is going to be his UFC debut. And he's a minus 350 favorite. And uh, this guy, man, he's like I said, he's huge, man. He he may have the longest reach in the UFC. I'm not I'm not totally sure about that, but he's going to have an eight inch reach advantage in this fight. And uh, this guy has a you know an Olympic Taekwondo background, you know, so he's got the crazy kicks. You know, the kicks are on point. Uh, really high level striking. Um, all four of his wins have been by first round knockout. Basically, you know, everyone he's beaten has a terrible record and almost no experience, at least in his MMA career. Obviously, Olympic-level Taekwondo. He's fought some serious guys there. Um, you know, his best win is over a 1-0 guy in MMA. So it uh, makes you wonder how his takedown defense will look whenever he's in the UFC. Um, a lot of his wins have basically been in just like a few seconds. Like, he lands one shot, and that's it, and the guys are out. So, um, yeah, you can tell. You can definitely tell he's a, he's got a high-level striker. Um, he's just been fighting guys with no experience, so he's been able to really just, you know, clean house. Um he has great kicks over the top, good uh, good check left hook. Um, I just I have a feeling it won't take long for someone in the UFC to take advantage of the, of the takedowns on this guy at some point. Um, but he is fighting one of the lower-level guys the UFC has to offer here. So, um, yeah, he's very fast and explosive, man. He has all the advantages on the feet, as long as he can keep it on the feet. You know, I'm thinking he's he's pretty good here. Um, he's taking on Josh Parisian. He is 34 years old. He's 6'4 with a 79-inch reach. He is 15 and seven and two and four in the UFC, and he's a plus 275 underdog. Uh, 11 wins by knockout, two wins by submission. Um, obviously, he's going to have to come out and look for takedowns, or he's going to get knocked out. Uh, Josh was able to do that to to Alan Deboe whenever he fought him, uh, but Alan Alan Deboe is nowhere near as, as athletic or as skilled as Despain is. Um, you know, Josh got out wrestled by Dontel Mays, so his wrestling must not be that good. Uh, you know, this is a giant jump up in competition for Despain, you know, just because Josh does have the UFC experience, you know, under his belt. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, Josh shows 49% striking accuracy with 41% striking defense, 33% uh, takedown accuracy with 46% takedown defense. And he lands on average 4.54 strikes per minute while absorbing 4.81. Um, I don't think he stands much of a chance here. Uh, I'm going to be taking Despain to get the win by first round knockout. Curious to see who they'll give Despain next, though. Probably, um, probably, uh, 
probably Kamaru Usman's brother. I don't remember his first name. <laughs> Next up, we got Michelle Pereira taking on Michael Zaychek. And Pereira is 30 years old. He is 6'1 with a 73-inch reach. He is 29-11 and 7-2 and and in the UFC, and he's a minus-146 favorite. Um, he has that kind of crazy Capoeira style, lots of big movements and spinning attacks, jumping attacks, very heavy hands. Um, his cardio has looked questionable at times in the past, like in the Nico Price fight, where he, he was basically gassed out and getting his ass kicked in the third round. Um, but he still got the win because he won the first two rounds. Um, I'm sure that has a lot to do with him moving up to 185 pounds. He was a really big welterweight, uh, probably cut a lot of weight, um, has nice footwork, moves laterally a lot, uh, good at creating angles, very unpredictable, always bouncing and moving. Um, he has great takedown defense. He's coming off a big knockout over Andre Petrosky. Uh, which, you know, I knew that Petrovsky was a great grappler, but I knew he didn't really have good striking, so I knew Pereira was going to light him up on the feet. Um, it was a quick finish, so I don't want to put too much stock into that win just because we don't know what Pereira's cardio is going to look like up at 185 since it was a quick finish. Um, but he is on a six-fight win streak now, and, and it was cool to see him finally get a finish again. Um, he's very athletic and explosive, and, and this is going to be a fun fight for sure, man. He's fighting a guy here who used to fight at 205. Uh, Olszewczyk is, is no easy fight for anybody. Um, and Pereira has 11 wins by knockout, six wins by submission, great calf kicks. Um, I don't think that Olazajek will crumble with one shot like Petrovsky did. So, um, I expect this to be a, a very exciting fight, man. And, um, both these guys are strikers. Pereira is just more unorthodox. Um, Olazajek's more of a, a, a kickboxer type style. Um, he shows 54% striking accuracy with 58% striking defense, uh, 55% takedown accuracy with 94% takedown defense, which is a great number. Um, he averages 1.56 takedowns per 15 minutes, and he lands on average 5.09 strikes per minute while absorbing 3.74. He's taken on Michael Olszewczyk. He is 29 years old. He is six foot tall with a 74 inch reach. He is 19 and six and seven and four in the UFC, and he's a plus 126 underdog. And uh, like I said, this has the makings to be a fight that plays out closer than people think. Man, I mean Olszewczyk is very tough. He hits very hard and he pushes a tough pace. Um, I think the longer the fight goes, it benefits Olszewczyk more than it does Pereira, you know, based on Pereira's cardio that we've seen in the past. Um, Olszewczyk has 14 wins by knockout, one win by submission. Uh, he's going to have a one-inch reach advantage in this fight. Um, he's coming off a nasty TKO win over Chidi and Um, You know, I'll admit that, that you know, the guys that Olszewczyk has beat since dropping down to 185 haven't been all that impressive. They've been guys that are you know, on bad losing streaks or on their way out. You know, Sam Alvey was, that was his, I think that was Sam Alvey's last fight in the UFC, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, even Chitty Njikawani is on a bad run right now. So, but, you know, Olszewczyk has looked amazing in those wins. Um, his weaknesses have always been his takedown defense and submission awareness and defense. Um, but that's something he's been working hard on. And, and you know, I think his takedown defense hold up, holds up against most guys, the average guy, you know, but not against the, like, legit good wrestlers like Kylo Barallo or or any of them. Um, he had a competitive fight with, you know, Dustin Jacoby up at 205, which is impressive. And, you know, he fights very aggressively and he has good ground and pound from top position. You know, he goes to the body a lot with his punches, throws long combinations, three or four punch combinations very fast. Um, he's not easy to put away on the feet. That's for sure, man. Cause Chitty was hitting him with a bunch of knees and everything. And, and Ozechik fought through it and got the finish. Um, he's a brawler. I could see him getting caught with something crazy while he's rushing in being wild but I could also see him surviving and overwhelming Pereira, you know, late in the fight. So um, I don't think that's really a crazy thought to have, honestly. Um, uh, Olszewczyk shows 51% striking accuracy with 62% striking defense and 44% uh, takedown accuracy with 48% takedown defense. Um, he lands on average 5.12 strikes per minute while absorbing 4.17. And uh, this is kind of a scary fight, man. I I'm not sure if Pereira can take Olszewczyk down. Um, but I could definitely see him trying, kind of giving Olszewczyk something to worry about. Uh, Pereira is good at skating around the outside and avoiding a lot of the big shots and setting up counters. Um, I'm going to be going with Pereira to win this fight. You know, Olszewczyk hasn't been knocked out since early in his career, so I'm not sure if Pereira gets a finish here, um, unless it's unless it's by submission. But uh, I'll take Pereira to win. I'll take him to win by decision, but it's a scary fight to bet on, man. Olszewczyk is very tough, so... Next up, we got Matuas Gamrod taking taking on Hapiel Dos Anjos. Grab some water real quick, guys. If y'all can't tell, I'm worn out. <clears throat> uh, where was I at? 
Okay, so Gamrod is 33 years old. He's 5'10 with a 70.5-inch reach. He is 23-2 and two and 6-2 and two in the UFC. And he's a minus 300 favorite. And he's got uh, 8 wins by knockout and 5 wins by submission. Uh, he's never been finished. And he's coming off what, what should have been a no contest, probably, where Fazeev hurt his leg and, and couldn't continue to fight. And uh, before that, Gamrod had a close fight that a lot of people thought he lost with Jalen Turner. Um, so he's again been kind of you know scraping by here recently, and you know he lost to Benil Darius, who's you know Darius has been knocked out twice in a row now, maybe three times in a row, I think twice. And uh, Darius has just kind of had the perfect game plan to counter Gamrot's style, so maybe Dos Anjos will look to that to try and see how to beat Gamrot. But uh, all that being said, this is a winnable fight, you know, a good matchup for Gamrot. Uh, Dos Anjos in the past hasn't done well against legit wrestlers, even though even though Dos Anjos typically tries to fight that way himself, he'll try to get the takedowns and stuff and. You know, if uh, Gamrot's going to have a half-inch reach advantage in this fight, um, he uses a lot of ankle picks and, and uses that to chain together takedown attempts if the ankle pick doesn't work. You know, he'll move from that to the body lock or whatever and look for the trip, you know. Um, very persistent. And um, he uses his jab very well. Nice kicks to all levels. Great cardio for the most part. Um, it did look like he got a little tired in the Jalen Turner fight um, just because I think he got hurt a few times in that fight and slowed him down a little bit. Um He's a great fighter. Um, I'm not the biggest Gamrot fan just because I, I feel like there's been a few decisions that shouldn't have gone his way. Uh, mainly the Sarukian fight. I thought he should. I thought Sarukian should have won that fight. Um, he definitely has the edge with his takedowns. You know, both these guys have dangerous submissions. Uh, they both like to fight kind of in a similar ways. You know, Gamrot will be looking for takedowns. So will Dos Anjos. Uh, the difference is, is Dos Anjos is kind of happy to hold guys up against the cage the whole time and just kind of wear on them and look for the trips. Um, Gamrot shows 50% striking accuracy with 60% striking defense, uh, 31% takedown accuracy, which you would expect to be better for him, but I think it's because he looks he he shoots a whole lot of shots and he doesn't get all of them, but he does eventually usually get the takedowns. Um, and he has 91% takedown accuracy. Um, he averages 4.36 takedowns per 15 minutes and lands on average 2.97 strikes per minute uh, while absorbing 3.17. So the volume can be a little bit better. That's uh, probably because he does most of his work on the ground. Uh, he's taking on Rafael Dos Anjos. He is 39 years old. He is 5'8 with a 70-inch reach. He is 32 and 15 and 21 and 13 in the UFC. And he's a plus 250 underdog. Uh, he has five wins by knockout and 11 wins by submission. High-level jiu-jitsu. Um, he may actually have the better striking out of these two, man. He's never been a big knockout puncher, but he does have good striking. Uh, he likes to go to the. He likes to get the body lock and really just hang on guys and really wear on them up against the cage, looking for the trips. Um, I already said that, but whatever. Um, he he kind of had his own game plan used against him in his last fight against Luke. Uh, Luke ended up reversing him and, and beating him up against the cage, and Luke even got some takedowns, man. But uh, Dos Anjos did have a really good first round in that fight, though. Um, I think Dos Anjos wants to fight at 170 pounds, but he just hasn't had the success. He's had a lightweight up at 170. Uh, you know, he's able to beat welterweights like, you know, Brian Barberina, who don't have good takedown defense. Um, but he definitely, Dos Anjos definitely has five-round cardio. He's fought all the tough guys in both weight classes. Um, I do think Gamron has the better takedowns, the more effective takedowns. Um, I think Dos Anjos has a better shot if he just keeps it on the feet in this fight. Um, I do believe that if Luque can get, you know, uh, Dos Anjos down, Gamron will be able to as well. Um, Dos Anjos shows 47% striking accuracy with 61% striking defense, uh, 36% takedown accuracy with 57% takedown defense. And he averages two takedowns per 15 minutes and he lands 3.52 strikes per minute while absorbing 3.19. Uh, I'm going with Gamrot to win this fight by decision, uh, probably with a lot of control time. Um, you know, I don't see him. I don't think he's going to submit Dos Anjos, but, uh, uh, I think he's going to be able to get the takedowns and get the control time win that way. Next up, we got Curtis Blades taking on Jailton Almeida. Let's see what everybody's doing on Tapology on this. Yeah, there's more people than um than I thought would be going with uh with Blades here. And uh, Curtis Blades is thirty three thirty three years old. Ugh. Slurring my words. <laughs> uh, 33 years old. He's 6'4 with an 80-inch reach. He is 17-4 and 12-4 and, and in the UFC. And uh, this is a minus 110 pick on both ways, unless the odds have, have changed. Um, I'm assuming that this fight is a pick because of Blade's wrestling background. He's a natural heavyweight, while Almeida is more of a 205-er. 
Um, he seems to have been focusing more on his striking, man, recently. He he didn't really even shoot a legit takedown against Pavlovich. Um, he looked tired really quickly. Um, you know, he got that knockout over Chris Dawkins and since has kind of thought he was a, a knockout puncher, I guess, because he really hasn't wrestled at all since then. Um, he, he'll have a one-inch reach advantage in this fight, and you know his, his striking has looked a lot better than it used to be. Um, he may even have the better striking out of these two guys. The the thing is that most of the heavyweights, you know, are so big that that they don't think anyone can take them down, and they end up having crappy takedown defense. I mean, a lot of heavyweights don't even shoot takedowns. There's not even that many that that do that. You know, it's it's not often you see heavyweights that are going out there and you know really trying to wrestle. Like you know, of course, Curtis Blades is one of those guys, but um, you know, I don't think Blades has ever faced anybody with this high level of grappling and this high level of jujitsu. Um, or anybody that even fights the way, you know, Almeida was. If you go back and look at Blade's record, you know, he's got a lot of good wins on his record, but they're all over mostly strikers, you know, uh, that he's fought. So, uh, but Blade's has 12 wins by knockout. He's never won or lost a fight by submission. All of his losses have been by knockout. Um, he's definitely, he's definitely going to be the bigger guy here. He shows 50% striking accuracy with 60% striking defense. Uh, 53% takedown accuracy with only 33% takedown defense. Uh, that's a number that could come into play here. Um, he averages 5.93 takedowns per 15 minutes, and he lands on average 3.56 strikes per minute while absorbing only 1.89. It's uh, a decent number, probably because he you know used to do most of his work on the ground. And uh, he's taking on Jailton Almeida. He is 32 years old. He is 6'3 with a 79-inch reach. He is 20-2 and and 6-0 and in the UFC, and he's this is a minus 110 as well for him. Uh, so people have said this guy's a boring fighter, but I don't understand that, you know, cause he's only ever won one fight by a decision. Um, all of his other wins have been by finish seven knockouts, 12 submissions. Um, he's going to have a big speed advantage in this fight. I think he's going to have the cardio advantage, uh, world-class jujitsu, great at flowing from position to position, uh, great top pressure. He just kind of forces guys to give up the back man. For the most part, he's very good at it. Um, he's on a 15 fight win streak right now. Great ground and pound. Uh, very dominant, man. You know, a heavyweight that moves like a lightweight. These big guys just haven't had an answer for him yet. I um, mean, he ragdolls these guys. Guys that come in, you know, well over the 265 limit on fight night, he throws them around. Um, he fights smart. You know, he has he has good striking as well, man. He just fights smart. You don't get to see his striking very much. He doesn't take the risk of staying on the feet with these big guys. Um, in all seriousness, I think Almeida is going to be too fast for Blades. You know, the difference in speed in all aspects here is going to be pretty outstanding, I think. Um Blades may have the better striking, but he's going to be too slow. You know, Jelton uh, shows 65% striking accuracy with 43% striking defense, uh, 56% takedown accuracy with 75% takedown defense. And he's never been taken down as a heavyweight, I don't believe. Um, he averages 5.14 takedowns per 15 minutes. If your prize picks better, go through the over, the over on that. Um, averages 2.43 submissions per 15 minutes. And he lands on average 2.78 strikes per minute while absorbing only 0.52, which is a great number. Um, it's hard to hit when he's just holding you down. Um, and he has an average fight time of 7 minutes and 55 seconds. Uh, I think Blades is going to get submitted for the first time in his career here. Um, I'm going to be taking Almeida to win this fight by probably first round submission, man. Maybe Blades makes it to the second round, but I think eventually he's going to give up the back and Almeida's going to sink in that rear naked choke like he usually does. Next up, we got Caitlin Chukagian taking on Macy Barber. Uh, I know her name's something else now, but I know her as Caitlin Chukagian, so I'm going to keep calling her that. <laughs> uh, Chukagian is uh, 35 years old. She is 5'9 with a 68-inch reach. She is 18-5 and 5 and 11-5 and 5 in the UFC, and she's a plus-169 underdog. So she's been right at the top of the division for a long time. Lots of impressive wins. Uh, not a big finisher. Only two wins by knockout and one one win by submission. Um, she's well rounded. She's tall and rangy for the weight class. She's going to have a four inch, uh, four inches of height and three inches of reach advantage in this fight. Uh, uses good side kicks to the body. Great cardio. She's coming off a loss to uh, Manon Faro, um, which is you know it was a close fight. She did very well against Faro. Um, she fights behind her jab. Um, you know. Honestly, going back and watching the the Ferro fight, I, I kind of thought I thought Chukagian won the first round. She landed a big front kick to the face and, and landed some good shots. Um, I think it was like the takedown on the third round that kind of sealed it for Ferro. Really, the decision. But uh, uh, she's always moving. You know, all you know, sticking you with little shots here and there, poking at you. Uh, fights well in the clinch. Good knees in close. 
Um, I'd like to I'd like to see her use her grappling more often. I know she has a striking background or whatever, but I mean she's been around for a long time. She's got to have good grappling. Um, she usually throws two or three punch combinations. Um, uh, great at getting back to her feet when she's taken down. Uh, she's never been submitted. Um, if she if she can use her reach advantage in this fight and keep Barbara at the end of her punches, uh, she could definitely win this fight, man. I think she's a, a live dog here. You know, honestly, I know Barbara's very tough. I mean, this is a hard pick for me, man. I really haven't even decided yet as I'm doing this. Um, she shows 35% striking accuracy with 63% striking defense, uh, 15% takedown accuracy, probably because she never shoots, and 54% takedown defense. Uh, she lands on average 4.59 strikes per minute while absorbing 4.41. And uh, she's taking on Macy Barber. She is 25 years old. She is 5'5 with a 65-inch reach. She is 13-2 and two and 8-2 and two in the UFC, and she's a minus-194 favorite. Uh, she's never been finished. Uh, does does have a questionable loss on her record to Roxanne Modafferi. Um, I was very surprised that she lost that fight, and uh, it was the takedowns that Modafferi was was getting her with, man. And uh, hopefully she's uh, well. I mean, I guess Chukagian's not really known as a wrestler, so. Um, but yeah, so Barbara has the power advantage on the feet in this fight for sure. Um, I don't think she's fought anybody with this much height and reach, you know, advantage before in the UFC. Uh, but she does fight well from both stances. Great counter-striking, great elbows in the clinch. Um, her takedown offense have, has improved a lot, even though Andrea Lee was able to get some takedowns on her. Um, she throws nice combinations. Tend to, tends to do a lot of damage with her with her strikes, man. She has really big power. Um, really nice straight left hand. Uh, her last fight was a war with Amanda Rebos, and uh, you know that that was a that was a crazy fight, man. That was an amazing fight, man. Um, that really made me a big fan of both of them. Uh, it was one of the cooler fights I've, that we've seen recently. And uh, But uh, going back to her losses, man, she's really struggled with the trip takedowns. Like for Montefiore, that's what she was getting her with. And, you know, her her loss to Alexa Grosso, she kind of just got beat by Grosso's sharper boxing. Um, to me, this is a lot closer fight than, than the line indicates. Um, I could see Barber having a little trouble getting on the inside of Caitlin's reach. Um, but I could also see Barber landing the more meaningful shots, even though she's getting outlanded. Um, I think Chukagian would be smart to try and get those trip takedowns. Um, she has long legs, and and it could help her get some control time, you know, kind of swing the judges in her favor because she doesn't ever get finishes. Um, Barber shows 53% striking accuracy with 55% striking defense, uh, 36% takedown accuracy with 45% takedown defense. And, uh, you know, those are those are kind of the weak parts of her game, you know, her takedowns and her takedown, you know, defense. Um, she averages 1.14 takedowns per 15 minutes, and she lands on average 4.60 strikes per minute uh, while absorbing 2.72. Um, you know, who's got the better wins in the UFC? I would say Chukagian probably does for sure. Um, I'm very tempted to pick the dog here, man, and I expect this fight, you know, to mostly play out on the feet, and it'll be Chukagian, Chukagian's volume versus Barber's power, pretty much. And uh, it may come all down to the judges as far as, you know, what they think matters more. Um and it's been over a year since Jukagian's fought, you know. We don't know what she's going to look like, what she's been working on. Um, I'm really tempted to, to pick Jukagian here, man. I haven't made a decision decision quite yet. Um, and, you know, tell me what you guys think in the comments, you know. Um, I, I guess, you know, Barber's on a run right now, a good run. Um, and I really kind of want to pick Jukagian, though, man. She's very tough. Uh, but, you know... Barber's style is kind of similar similar to a you know Man and Farot style in a way you know having the the karate type background stuff like that um, you know she definitely has the big power I, I guess I guess I'll go with Barber to win this fight I'll take her to win by decision um, but I definitely wouldn't wouldn't uh, wouldn't hate anybody for taking the underdog play on on uh, Chukagian and I might even make a, a you know a separate parlay with with Chukagian in it just for the value. Next up, we got CJ Vergara taking on Asu Almabov. And Vergara is 32 years old. He is 5'6 with a 68-inch reach. He is 12-4-1 and 3-2 and in the UFC. He's a plus 350 underdog. Um, he's never been knocked out, but has been submitted twice. Um, he's never won a fight by submission, but he has seven wins by knockout. Um, he does have a loss to the guy that uh, that, Al- that Almabov just beat, uh, Ode Osborne. Uh, I don't remember how he lost to Ode Osborne. How did he lose to him? Uh, it was just by decision. Um, and then he had the loss to Tiara by submission, which that's what Tiara does to everybody. But uh, yeah, he's pretty well-rounded, man. We saw him almost get knocked out against Daniel Lacerda and then come back and get the finish. So he's very tough. 
Um, he took a real beating in that fight and was able to come back and get the finish. Um, has decent wrestling, very fast, uh, good head movement. Um, you know, he beat he beat a real big flyweight last time out. Um, what was that guy, Venecia Salvador? Um, Salvador hasn't really had that much success in the UFC, but he's a huge guy, and Vergara was able to was able to to beat him to the punch and and land them better shots and kind of out volume him. So, um, where was I at? Uh, uh, great cardio, really good boxing, pushes a tough pace on guys, throws great elbows from top position, vicious ground and pound, uh, throws a lot of calf kicks, man. And, uh, you know, this is, this is a tough matchup for him, man. You know, the, the guys that CJ Vergara has been beating haven't been very good, but, uh, he has looked amazing, you know, in the process of doing that. Um, he will have a three inch reach advantage in this fight. Um, he does put out a lot of volume, but, uh, and this is a tough matchup for him, man. Uh, he shows 58% striking accuracy with 40, 54% striking defense. Um, they don't have his takedown accuracy on UFC.com, probably because he, I don't know if he hasn't shot any takedowns. I know, I know he's, he's, you know, he beat Lacerda from, from, uh, you know, ground and pound from top position. So maybe he dropped Serta and then jumped on top. So he didn't get credit for a takedown. I don't know. Um, but, uh, he has 74% takedown defense and, uh, lands on average six strikes per minute while absorbing five, uh, even number on those. He's taking on Asu Almabov. He is 30 years old. He is 5'4 with a 65-inch reach. He is 18 and 2 and 1 and 0 in UFC. He's a minus uh, minus 450 favorite, and uh, he has three wins by knockout and nine wins by submission. He's never been knocked out, but he has been submitted uh, submitted once. Um, he's on a 14-fight win streak right now, and he's fought a lot of tough guys over in Brave FC and M1 Global. Um, he has a freestyle wrestling background, and he was a, a, a Kazakhstan Jiu-Jitsu champion. Um, great takedown defense, dangerous submissions, a really good guillotine choke. Um, he's looked really impressive, man. I, I enjoyed watching the tape on him, and I enjoyed his first fight in the UFC. Um, he made light work of Ode Osborne last time out, and you know Osborne looked like he was twice his size too. So that was a, a, a impressive win. Um, throws nice, throws nice calf kicks. Um, he was loading up on his shots really bad in his last fight, um, but I guess if he lands, he's going to put guys out with those for sure. Um, for the most part, once he gets guys down, they're not able to get back up. Um, great ground and pound, uh, a great wrestler, uh, a great wrestler with uh, championship level jujitsu is a good combination to have. Um, very strong with his body lock, great single leg and trip takedowns. Uh, very good at transitioning to the back from a lot of different angles and positions. Um, you know, hasn't had enough fights in the UFC yet for me to go over the numbers, but, uh, you know, we've seen Vergara taken down in the past and beaten that way. And uh, I think Vergara may have the advantage in the striking as far as, you know, being the, the cleaner, more technical striker, boxer. But uh, but uh, Almobov's got some serious power, too. So, um, uh, you know, I think Almobov's wrestling is going to be the key to him getting the win in this fight, obviously. That's what he does. So I'm going to be taking Almobov to get the win here by submission in round two. Let's say arm triangle choke for fun. Next up, we got Pedro Munoz taking on Kyler Phillips. And Pedro Munoz is 37 years old. He is 5'6 with a 65-inch reach. He is 20-8 and and 10-8 and in the UFC. He's a plus-189 underdog. Um, he's never been finished. He has four wins by knockout and nine wins by submission. Um, he's only lost to the best guys in the division. A lot of people thought... A lot of people thought he won his last fight with, uh, you know, with Vera. I mean, I could see why they would think that. Um, he definitely, you know, outlanded Vera for sure. Um, he beat Chris Gutierrez, who was on a good run at the time. Um, he has really nice boxing, you know, good at getting on the inside, doesn't slow down. Um, he's fought the way tougher competition. He's going to have the cardio advantage in this fight. Um, has a really nice left hook. Uh, he's a good grappler. He's been, he's, been com he's been competitive against all the guys that he's fought. You know, it's not like he's out there getting finished by everybody. Um, I could see him having success late in this fight. Um, he has pretty good head movement, head movement and footwork, and it's uh, it's pretty close on you know tapology. There's a slight edge for Kyler Phillips, you know. Um, and you know, I mean, I don't know. He do, he does his best work. Munoz does his best work moving forward, uh, keeping his opponents up against the cage. Uh, he hasn't gotten a finish since 2019. That's one thing that concerns me in this fight. Uh, because we saw Kyler Phillips in his last fight, you know, he had a great first round. He edged out the second round, um, you know, but in the third round, he slowed down quite a bit. So, I mean, this could be a situation where Phillips, you know, has a big first round, gets the second round as well, and then Munoz needs a finish to win the fight, and he hasn't been getting any finishes. So, 
Um, Munoz shows 44% striking accuracy with 56% striking defense. Um, only 19% takedown accuracy with 82% takedown defense. He lands on average 5.45 strikes per minute while absorbing 6.14. And uh, he doesn't have the best takedowns, but he is very good on the ground when he gets it there. He's taken on Kyler Phillips. He is 28 years old. He is 5'8 with a 72-inch reach. He is 11-2 and and 5-1 and in the UFC, and he's a minus 224 favorite. Um, he's also never been finished. Uh, he's got five wins by knockout and two wins by submission. Um, has kind of a flashy style of striking, lots of big movements, throws nice combinations, likes to, likes to throw the jab up top, then the body shot, then the left hook. Um, he was having success with that in his last fight. Uh, throws a lot of big spinning and jumping attacks, uh, lots of hard calf kicks. Uh, very good at transitioning to the back, even when he's standing up against the cage. Uh, nice spinning hook kicks, nice foot sweeps, moves in and out of the pocket very well. Um, has has a wide variety of strikes, man. Lots of good things that he does, you know. Um, and, and you know he's fought some pretty tough competition. Ronnie Barcelos, you know, that was a tough fight. Um, and it was an impressive victory. Um, he's he's better with his kicks for sure. Out of these two, um, he'll have the speed advantage in this fight, at least early anyway. The first two rounds, um, he's not afraid to jump on submissions either, man. He's got a nice guillotine choke. Um, he's hard to keep down if you get him down. He's good at using the butterfly the butterfly guard to sweep and get to the feet. Um, I do think he's going to have success early in this fight. I do worry about his cardio a bit. Um, you know, he does stay, his head does stay on the center line a lot. Um, but he's, he uses a lot of lateral movement too. I mean, he's tricky, man. He's a tricky guy to fight. He's got a weird style. Um, he shows 47% striking accuracy with 61% striking defense, uh, 47% takedown accuracy with 71% takedown defense, um, averages 2.87 takedowns per 15 minutes. He lands on average 5.36 strikes per minute while absorbing 3.36. Um, I am tempted to take the dog here, but I do feel like Phillips will be able to win the first two rounds of this fight at least if he doesn't get a finish and uh, and survive the third round to, to win a decision, man. So I'm going to take Phillips to win by decision. Next up, we got Kevin Holland taking on Michael Venom Page. Uh, Kevin Holland is 31 years old. He is 6'3 with an 81-inch reach. He is 25-10 and 10 and 12-7 and 7 in the UFC, and he's a minus-130 favorite. Um, I'm a big Kevin Holland fan. He fights out of Fort Worth, Texas, where I live. Um, he's got 13 wins by knockout, 8 wins by submission. Uh, coming off a close fight with Jack Della Maddalena, uh, very tall and rangy. These guys are the same height, but Holland has a 2-inch reach advantage. Um, he has big power and nice submissions. Uh, he doesn't typically go for takedowns, but I do think he should should consider doing that in this fight. Um, cause he is better on the ground for sure. He has a big advantage there. Um, the last person, uh, Holland fought that had a similar style to this was wonder boy and, and he lost that fight. So hopefully he's made the adjustments there. Um, Holland's only been knocked out once and it was from a kick, I believe. And I think it was wonder boy that did that. Um, you know, he's got really nice Darsh chokes and, and guillotine chokes with those long arms. Um, his takedown defense has, defense has improved a lot. Uh, not that he's going to have to worry about that in this fight. Michael Venom Page isn't going to try to take Kevin Holland down. Um, he shows 49% striking accuracy with 52% striking defense. 39% uh, takedown accuracy with 53% takedown defense. Um, he averages pretty close to one takedown per 15 minutes, and he lands on average 4.39 strikes per minute while absorbing 3.22. He's taken on Michael Venom Page. He is 36 years old. He's 6'3 with a 79-inch reach. He is 21-2, and two, and this is going to be his UFC debut. He's a plus-110 underdog. He has 12 wins by knockout and 4 wins by submission. Um, he's never been submitted, but but has been knocked out once. Um, in my opinion, this fight should have been on UFC 300, probably. I don't know why they wouldn't put it on there. Um, Page has you know great karate-style striking, very good at blitzing in the combinations, great in-and-out movement. Uh, keeps his hands really low, very unorthodox, very fast, throws nice, straight, clean shots down the middle. Um, uses a lot of feints to set up his strikes. Um, he's an amazing striker, man, and an amazing fighter, but I, I don't think he's fought any, you know, UFC-level competition yet. I'm not sure he's, you know, he's he's definitely beaten some guys who, you know, left the UFC, retired from the UFC, or guys that used to fight in the UFC. Um, you know, he lost to Douglas Lima the first time. Um the first time they fought, he lost to Douglas Lima by knockout, and then he won a split decision the next time out. Um, he has a lot of crazy knockouts, uh, you know, great step in elbows. I don't, I do, I don't think that. Um, wish I could talk right today, guys. Um, I don't think his takedown defense is all that good. I mean, you know, Logan Storley was able to keep getting him down, you know, to his knees and on his butt, but he couldn't get him quite, you know, down all the way on his back. 
Um, he's very good at posting on on you know on his arm to stay up. Um, I think Holland will be the the stronger fighter as far as the clinch and grappling situations go. Um, I think Holland has more power in his hands. It, it's the knees and elbows and kicks from Page that I worry about. Um, Page hasn't fought in a year. Um, I don't I don't know if Page has ever fought anybody with the the length and the skills of Kevin Holland. Even though Michael Ben Page is probably a better striker. Um, you know, but you know, Holland has the reach advantage in this fight as well. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if Page won this fight. Um, I'm thinking Kevin Holland's going to look to try to get this fight down and look for a submission, or maybe a standing guillotine choke or something to, like that. Um, this is a close fight, man. I, I mean, I, I think it, I see this fight going either way, really. And uh, I'm going to go with uh, Kevin Holland to win this fight. Uh, I'm going to take him to win this fight by, um, you know, I mean, Page has never been submitted, so I guess I'll take Holland to win this fight by decision. Um, I don't know, man. These guys are both finishers, so maybe Kevin Holland wins by knockout. I don't know. I'm taking Kevin Holland to win, though. <laughs> Next up, we got Peter Yan taking on Song Yudong. Peter Yan is 31 years old. He is 5'7 with a 67-inch reach. He is 16-5 and five and 8-4 and four in the UFC, and he's a minus 145 favorite. Uh, he's never been finished. He has seven wins by knockout, one win by submission. And, uh, you know, let's be real, man. I can understand people saying that, you know, Jan won the O'Malley fight and, uh, you know, and, and the last Sterling fight, really. But, uh, you know, they could have gone either way. They were close fights. Um, these guys have the same reach. You know, Jan has great boxing, very powerful, great counters, uh, nice combinations. Does tend to throw mostly heavy, you know, slightly looping punches. Um, but he is very fast. And uh, these guys fight in a similar fashion with their boxing. Uh, but Jan does switch stances at times. Um, we have seen we have seen Jan taken down at times. He doesn't have bad wrestling himself, but uh, I'm not sure he's going to be able to take Song down. Um, you know, Jan looked pretty tired against Marab, man. And I don't know if I just don't know if we're dealing with the same Jan from you know a few years ago anymore, man. It's been it's been tough on him, you know, these decisions and and everything, and these and Marab just really marab really just kind of outclassed him man and i didn't expect that really I, I did i think i had a play on marab on that fight but i really didn't expect the fight to be that dominant for marab whenever he fought yon um where was that yon shows 53 percent striking accuracy with 59 percent striking defense uh 52 percent takedown accuracy with 85 percent takedown defense and averages 1.71 takedowns per 15 minutes and he lands on average 5.03 strikes per minute while absorbing 4.26 and uh, he's taking on Song Yudong. He is uh, 26 years old, 5'8", with a 67-inch reach. He is 21-7-1 and 10-2-1 and in the UFC, and he's a plus-125 underdog. Um, it's crazy that Song has a better record at this point in the UFC than Yan does. Of course, you know, Yan might have fought the tougher competition, but uh, it's surprising that, that Song's record is better than his in the UFC. Um, Song's never been submitted. He has nine wins by knockout, three wins by submission. Um, he's never been legitimately knocked out in the UFC. Uh, big power, very fast, very dangerous in the pocket. Cardio is on point. Um, he showed that with his fifth-round knockout of Ricky Simone. Um, followed that up with a dominant win over Chris Gutierrez. You know, he's really rounded out his game well. And uh, I was surprised that Ricky Simone couldn't get Song down. Uh, I, mean, I really was, because Ricky Simone's a great wrestler. Um, I think Song will have a lot of success with the leg kicks in this fight. Um, he swings hard, but you know he can do it for five rounds. He doesn't get tired, and you know he does pace himself if he needs to. But this is a three round fight, so he's good. Um, he showed us his wrestling in his last fight against Chris Gutierrez, man. So uh, really, he's really rounded his game out well, I think, and he's got nice single leg takedowns. Um, he was doing a good job of acting like he was going in for a takedown, and then kind of pushing Chris up against the cage, and then stepping out, and then throwing hard shots, you know, uh, while while Chris is up against the cage. Um, good sprawls. I like the way I like it, the way he really turned it up in the fourth round in his last fight against uh, Gutierrez. Um, I wish this was a five round fight as well. Uh, you know, Song shows forty three percent striking accuracy with fifty four percent striking defense and fifty eight percent takedown accuracy with seventy four percent takedown defense, and he lands four point thirty eight strikes per minute on average while absorbing three point seventy three. And uh, I know how good Jan is, man. This is a close fight for sure. Um, I'm taking the underdog here. Uh, I wish, like I said, it's a three-round fight. I expect Song to come out and 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 go hard and and really empty the gas tank, you know, in those three rounds. So um, I'm going to take Song to win by decision. 
mainly because I like the plus money. Next up, we got Gilbert Burns taking on Jack Della Maddalena. Grab some water real quick. Gilbert Burns is 37 years old. He is 5'10 with a 71 inch reach. He is 22 and 6 and 15 and 16 in the UFC. And he is a minus 105 right now. Um, the odds might have switched a little bit, but this is a pretty close fight as well. Um, he has six wins by knockout and nine wins by submission. Uh, World-class grappling. Uh, it sucks that he had an injury in his last fight. You know, otherwise he might have won the fight against Bilal Muhammad, you know. Uh, he's basically fighting that fight with a, I don't remember what it was, a torn shoulder or, or whatever it was. Um, and, you know, he could be fighting for a title right now if, if that had happened. So, I mean, um, he submitted Neil Magny in less than a round. Uh, has a really heavy left hook. Um, and he had a great fight with Comzat, you know, um, arguably won that fight, in my opinion. He dropped Comzat a few times, hit him with some big shots, hurt him real bad. Uh, very strong body lock takedowns, nasty chokes. Um, this is an obvious striker versus grappler matchup. And, uh, you know, Burns has a clear advantage on the ground. I expect him to try and get there. Um, we saw Jack taken down in his last fight with a guy who was making his UFC debut, or not his last fight, um, the fight before that, sorry, uh, against Basil Hafez. And uh, where was I at? Um, I would imagine that if Hafez can do it, you know, uh, Burns has a good shot at doing it as well. Um, I'm a big Burns fan, but he's, he's not going to want to play around on the feet here with Jack, man. People on Tapology are, are almost split down the middle. There's a slight edge for Jack Della Maddalena, um, 53% versus 47%. Um, we've seen Burns use this game plan before. He's taken down and controlled a lot of strikers. Um, Burns shows 49% striking accuracy with 55% striking defense. Uh, 36% takedown accuracy with 48% takedown defense. Um, he averages 1.95 takedowns per 15 minutes, and he lands and absorbs about the same at 3.36 and 3.34 per minute. Uh, Jack Della Maddalena is 27 years old. He's 5'11 with a 73-inch reach. He is 16-2 and and 6-0 and in the UFC, and he's a minus, it's a minus 115 right now. Um, 11 wins by knockout and 2 wins by submission. Uh, both of his losses were by finish, but they were literally his first two fights in his career. Um, honestly, I find his win over, you know, Angelusa on the contender series more impressive than his first three wins in the UFC. Uh, cause Angelusa is a very tough guy. Um, he's got really good kickboxing. Uh, some of the best we've seen. Um, he has great striking defense. He always has his hands where they're supposed to be very good with his jab. Uh, doesn't load up or wing big shots, man. He doesn't overswing. Everything is nice and straight and accurate. Um, he's going to have a two-inch reach revenge in this fight. And I can't say enough good things about his striking, man. Great head movement and footwork. Um, you know, it wasn't a good look for him to go out there and have a close fight with a guy making his debut um, and get taken down a lot. And a lot of people thought he should have lost that fight, but after re-watching it, um, you know, I do think that Jack did more damage than Hafez did. Uh, so therefore, he probably, you know, it was probably a right decision, you know, and... Uh, one thing I didn't didn't like seeing in that fight was that he kept jumping on guillotines even though he wasn't going to get them. Um, he was putting himself in bad positions doing that. Um, he's definitely got the better striking here, probably the bigger power, you know, in most areas aside from Burns, you know, huge left hook. But uh, Jack's last two fights have been split decision wins, and uh, he hasn't faced a grappler as good as Burns yet. Um, for whatever reason, they don't have Jack's uh, statistics up on UFC.com, uh, so uh, no numbers to go over there. Uh, this is a scary fight to put money on, uh, but at least the price is good either way you go. Uh, I think I'm going to take Burns to win, man, either by late submission or by decision. Uh, Jack actually has good submission defense, so most likely it'll end up being a decision win for Burns if he can get the takedowns. Next up, we got the co-main event. Excuse me. Um, Dustin Poirier is 35 years old. He is 5'9 with a 73 inch reach. He is 29 and 8 and 21 and 7 in the UFC. It's a pretty good record for being around as long as he has. Uh, and he's a plus 127 underdog. And uh, Dustin is one of my favorite fighters, always has been. Um, I'm also a big St. Denise fan as well. Um, you know, how can you not be? But, uh, you know, Dustin has put on. You know, some of the best fights we've ever seen, great wars, you know, they're fun to go back and watch. And uh, he has uh, 15 wins by knockout and 7 wins by submission. And uh, he's fought everyone but Makachev, pretty much. Um, up until his last fight, we, we had really only seen him struggle against super high-level grapplers or wrestlers. 
Um, you know, and and I guess the la- before his last fight, the last time he was knocked out was all the way back in 2016. So um, he's been working hard on his wrestling. I've seen him posting pictures with uh, with Gamrot. You know, really working on his takedown defense. I'm sure. Um, I really like his boxing, and I like that he's there. You know, the whole fight. You know, he has a lot of late stoppages. Um, his power is there through the the whole five rounds. Um, he does stand real heavy on his lead leg, so the leg kicks are usually available. Uh, Dustin has really nice has a really nice straight left uh, straight left hand. Uh, great at countering in the pocket. Um, you know, countering when guys are trying to tee off on him. You know, it, it was really beautiful the way that he dropped Chandler in that fight. You know, the way he was covering up and deflecting all those punches, and then came over with that right hand. Uh, the right hook and, and drop Chandler. Um, Dustin does a lot of damage with his shots, man. This is a five round fight. And I think that benefits Dustin. Um, if he can get to those later rounds, but no one's really been able to with St. Denise yet. Um, I will say that Dustin probably has the more technical striking out of these two. Uh, Benoit striking is a bit wild and, and random at times, but uh, Dustin shows 51% striking accuracy with 54% striking defense, uh, 37% takedown accuracy with 64% takedown defense. And he averages 1.36 takedowns per 15 minutes and averages 1.21 submission attempts per 15 minutes. And uh, he lands on average uh, 5.49 strikes per minute while absorbing 4.30. And he's taken on Benoit St. Denis. He is 28 years old. He is 5'11 with a 73-inch reach. He is 13-1 and and 5-1 and in the UFC. He's a minus 147 favorite. Um, I think he's up a little bit higher now. I think he's at like a minus 155 now. Um, he's never been finished. All of his wins have been by finish, four knockouts and nine submissions. Uh, this is a big step up in competition. Um, he's looked amazing, very wild, really likes to just get out there and brawl and try to get a finish as quick as possible. Huge power in all his limbs. Um, has a really nice body kick. He uses that a lot. Uh, he did seem to take his time a little bit in his last fight, which is something we haven't seen much of from him. Uh, he did give up some takedowns, but he showed that he has nice sweeps and was able to reverse position and, and get the victory. Um, it's surprising really just how good of a grappler he really is, man. You know, he's, he's a very, very good, great submissions, really good trip takedowns. Um, he's very powerful and explosive. The only time we've seen him get out of the second round was in his, uh, in his debut up a weight class, I believe against, uh, and I forget that guy's name. Um, we all know who I'm talking about. Uh, you know, he did get the crap kicked out of him in that fight, but it was up a weight class on short notice, you know, Hey, you know, and he, that was a very tough guy as well. So. Um, he always moves forward, pushes a really tough pace. Uh, one thing I will say is it, it's it's definitely possible that he could come out, you know, and pace himself early since it's five rounds, and and that could give Poirier, uh, Poirier a chance to get going. Um, you know, if Denise goes out and tries to put away Poirier early and with all he's got and doesn't get the finish, you know, Poirier, Poirier could take over. So, I mean, uh, his biggest advantage in this fight is his grappling. I think he'll be able to get the takedowns. Um, he has great ground and pound, really good elbows in the clinch. Uh, the only thing that worries me is um, is we haven't seen him in a third round yet, you know, let alone a fourth or fifth round. Um, he shows 53% striking accuracy and 45% striking defense, uh, 36% takedown accuracy with 67% uh, takedown defense. And uh, he averages 4.55 takedowns per 15 minutes, and he lands on average 5.53 strikes per minute uh, while absorbing 5.20. So he does get hit a lot. Um, and he averages 1.40 knockdowns per 15 minutes. Um, you know, now he he does get hit a lot, like I said. He'll often sit in the pocket and trade shots with guys. Um, he's not going to want to do that with Poirier, man. Uh, one thing Poirier does very, very well, you know, that, that everybody else that Denise has fought hasn't been able to do is uh, just what I said earlier, man. You know, Poirier will cover up, deflect those shots, and counter with big shots. He's very good at it. Um, I want Poirier to win this fight. I really do, but I'm going to be going with St. Denise to win. Um just because of his grappling advantage and I'll take him to win by submission. Um, take him to win by submission round two, round three. Uh, but I will be watching the live betting just, just in case, man, if it gets out of the third round, I think Poirier could, uh, come on late. Next up, we got the main event. Sean O'Malley taking on Marlon Vera too. Uh, O'Malley is 29 years old. He's five eleven with a 72 inch reach. He is 17-1 and one and 9-1 and one in the UFC, and he's a minus 205 favorite. Um, he has 11 wins by knockout and 2 wins by submission. Uh, Sean is a really good striker with deceptively big power. Um, he fights long, doesn't load up on his shots. Um, I used to not think he was all that great, man, early on, and, uh, and I thought he was overrated, but he's really proven me wrong and, and turned me into a big fan of his. Um, yeah, and his fighting style, man. He switches stances back and forth, very good from both sides. Um, 
but he's primarily a southpaw. Uh, uses good push kicks. He's very good at leaning and moving in and out of the pocket. Uh, uses lots of feints, you know, with his legs and shoulders to set up his strikes. Uh, uses his jab very well, and you know he'll he'll jab you, and his jab will pull you into the second punch, you know, that he throws. Man, um, you know, throws the long jab when guys try to come over the top of the shot. You know, he'll lean back out of that and come back with a counter shot. Um, he pops the. Uh, uh, where was I at? Uh, oh, he's very tall. He's very tall and long for the weight class, and he's going to have a one-and-a-half-inch reach advantage. Um, he keeps his hands really low and, and is good at managing distance. Uh, great counter-striking. Um, throws a great front kick to the body. Um, he's always changing angles, and, and, and it just he's very tricky, man. It's hard to get, you know, to get, get your timing on him. Um, he's very fast. And, you know, his takedown defense has gotten a lot better. Um, you know, going back to the first fight, you know, these guys had uh, various calf kicks or what set the tone for that fight. He was having a lot of trouble, you know, getting O'Malley up until those calf kicks, you know, happened. And, uh, you know, when Vera got on top, though, Sean couldn't stop the ground and pound. It was a pretty nasty elbow that, that he hit Sean with. Uh, we haven't seen Sean go five rounds yet, so that's something to consider. Vera has been five rounds several times. Uh, you know, Sean's very accurate. He shows 61% striking accuracy with 62% striking defense. Those are both good numbers. Uh, 43% takedown accuracy with 63% takedown defense. Um, he puts out good volume, landing 7.25 strikes per minute while absorbing 3.51. And uh, he averages just over one knockdown per 15 minutes, and he has an average fight time of 8 minutes and 45 seconds. He's taking on Marlon Vera. He is 31 years old. He's 5'8 with a 70.5-inch reach. Uh, he's 23-8-1 and 15-7 and in the UFC, and he's a plus-175 underdog. Um, he has eight wins by knockout and ten wins by submission, and you already know he's going to be looking to use those calf kicks again here. That's one advantage that Vera will have in this fight. Um, all the way around, really, because he has way better kicks, man, a wider variety of kicks, and he's very good with them. Um, he's also got uh, he's also better with his knees and elbows than Sean is, I think. Uh, but Sean does have the faster, better hands, and uh, Vera doesn't typically fight this way, but it wouldn't be a bad idea for him to look for takedowns, man. Um, he has a clear advantage on the ground, you know, way better, way better submissions. Uh, if he could get it there. Uh, Vera has never been finished, and he's had a long career. Uh, Sean isn't going to knock out Vera, I don't think. Uh, Vera typically does, you know, get out-volumed in a lot of his fights, but he usually lands the bigger strikes, you know, like the Rob Font fight. Um, you know, Rob was landing a lot, but Vera was dropping him in every round, you know, with those crazy kicks and everything else. Um, I could see Vera having success late in this fight. It's completely possible. You know, uh, it's possible that since Vera beat O'Malley before, you know, Vera's not going to go out there and be scared like everyone usually is of Sean striking. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I'm just saying it's a possibility, you know. But uh, if Vera can walk Sean down and stay in his face, he would have more success. Um, if he's standing at range, Sean's going to, you know, land those sneaky shots and pick him apart. Uh, Vera shows 51% striking accuracy with 52% striking defense, 39% uh, takedown accuracy with 70% takedown defense. Um, he lands on average 4.37 strikes per minute while absorbing 5.9, uh, 5.16. And uh, I want Vera to win this fight, man. I, re I really want to pick him, but you know, Vera's had trouble in the past with guys with this great footwork like Sean and, and San Hagen. So I'm going to take Sean to win by decision, but I'm rooting for Vera, man. And that's it for my picks. Um, as far as my bets go, pull these up. So I got a two fight parlay that is a uh, Despain and Alma Almabov. And it's a minus 178. Uh, it's a one-unit play. And then I've got a play on Jalton Almeida at minus 110. That's a one-unit play. Um, I have a small play on Song Yadong. It's a plus 120. Uh, it's just a small quarter-unit play. And then I have a half-unit play on Benoit Saint-Denis at minus 145. Um, and as far as parlays go, pull these up for you. So the first one is a four-fight parlay. Uh, it's a plus 275. It's Almeida, Gamrot, Despain, and Almabov. Um, and then the second one is a six-fight parlay, and it's uh, plus 796. And that's Almeida, Kyler Phillips, Benoit Saint-Denis, Gamrot, uh, Despain, and Almabov. And then to that, and then to that I added, uh, to that I added, See, who did I add to this one? Okay, so this one is a seven-fight parlay. <laughs> it's Jalton Almeida, Kyler Phillips, Benoit St. Denise, Gamrot, uh, Marina Moroz, 
Despain and Almabov. And then I feel like I'm missing a parlay here. I have to check. I'll post them on my social medias when I get them all ready, guys. But uh, and then to that I added uh, I added Saint Denise and Kyler Phillips. I guess I don't know. I'll just tell you all. I think I got my stuff mixed up here on on my notes, so I'll just read the parlay off for you. Um, this is a nine fight parlay. It's a plus five thousand uh, nine hundred and three, and it's Song Yidong, Gilbert Burns, Dalton Almeida, Kyler Phillips, Benoit Saint Denise, Gamrot, Marina Morose, uh, Despain, and Almabov. And if there's any change-ins, I'll post them for y'all to see, man. Uh, uh, yeah, man, I apologize. I'm really, really out of it today, guys. Really tired. Uh, and uh, I'm sure y'all could tell. But um, what else? What else? Please like and subscribe, guys, man. I I'm going to get out of here. Uh, I guess I could take a look at the changes to this card real quick. So, yeah. Let's see. Where's it at? So, there's been some changes to the uh, Rosenstruck versus Gaziev card. Um, um, Oliveira is now taken on um, Bernardo Bernardo Sopage. I mean, I'm going with Oliveira in this fight. I was checking it out earlier today, um, but there the lines are actually kind of close on this uh, fight. So a lot of people are having some faith in in uh, in this in this new guy here. But um, I'm still going with Oliveira in this fight. Um, I don't know if I'm going to continue to keep my play on Oliver yet. I did have a play on him against his last opponent, um, but I, I'm working on that. I still got to break the tape down more so on this fight because I've only barely scratched the surface on it yet. But I, as far as right now, my pick's still going to be Oliveira. Um, is there anything else? Um, Ludovic Klein's taking on AJ Cunningham. Uh, you know, I, I watched the tape on that earlier today. That's a no-brainer. I'm going with Klein. Um, and yeah, man, that's it for that. Uh, anything else yeah we lost some fights but uh we lost muhammad yaya versus brendan brendan Marote. um i guess rosas jr and ricky tercios isn't happening now uh but yeah man that's uh that's it for that and thank you guys so much for caring what i have to say i apologize that i'm out of it today uh super worn out and uh yeah man y'all have a good one win some money man